Welcome to the Alpine Property Podcast with your hosts, me, Steve Thomas. And myself, Leslie Thomas. We are the husband and wife team behind Alpine Property Investments, helping clients to find their dream property in the mountains of France and Switzerland. The aim of this podcast is to share with you everything to do with purchasing a ski property, including the where, what, why, and how to buy. With real insider information that comes from knowing the mountains as intimately as we do. To us, this is not just a business, but a real demonstration of helping clients invest in lifestyle. We want this podcast to be your go-to place for all things buying and owning a ski property. Welcome to the latest episode of the Alpine Property Podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. Today is our first guest episode, and I am delighted to introduce you to Jules Radford, who is a client that purchased his own ski apartment in Vorgeny through us at Alpine Property Investments. Jules, aside from being an avid skier and mountain biker, is the VP of Financial Operations for a global tech company, a husband and father to two daughters, and the founder and chief exec of the Reset Challenge, Living Your Life on Purpose. Thank you very much for coming on to the podcast, Jules. You are our very, very first guest, and I am delighted that you are our first guest. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, Leslie. Pleased to be here. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And I think probably the best place to start is, is to ask you the question, what was the motivation as a family for buying a property in the French Alps? So that's a really good question, actually. And so I think very, very briefly, the around about the time I was thinking about this, probably 2016, 2017, I, I was going through a couple of couple of challenges on, on a personal basis. And so much so that I was really at a place of not quite sure how I was going to carry on, um, and, and then and then as I started, I actually started uh, developing a bit more spirituality and so forth. And as a result of that, it, it was almost like my the scales came off my eyes, and I started getting a, a sense of a kind of a dream I'd had many many years ago of, of owning a property in, in in the Alps. And and so actually, and as I was often say to people now, you know, ha- having this property, which we'll go into no doubt in, in, in a little bit of details later actually kept me above ground because it it gave me something to focus on. It gave me a purpose. It gave me a passion. And actually, in reality, it, it's then kind of a whole load of other things have come on off the back of that. I ended up getting involved in a charity, help, helping people who are recovering with addictions and, and bad habits and stuff, and then wrote my own course as well, which I may or may not touch on in, in a little while. But so the motivation was more from a, an individual perspective. Um, and that's equally had its challenges. And actually, to, to any listeners who are you know, you know, debating that. Actually, it was important that it was my dream, but I know actually looking back, I probably could have spent a bit more time making it more of our dream. And actually, that's one of the things my wife and I regularly talk about. She wishes she was more involved in the whole process because now she looks at it and goes, I'm really proud of what you've done. Actually, it's it's brilliant what you've been able to achieve because part of it was a crisis of confidence. I, I never thought that I had the the guts, so to speak, to actually go and buy a property in a foreign country. It just looked horribly complicated, a whole load of regulation and red tape. Oh, and by the way, I don't speak French. So it was this kind of this, oh, I, I can't do it. And I had all these kind of, you know, this negative, can't do it, can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. 
Um, and then, as no doubt we'll touch on, I met a couple of people called, called Leslie and Steve, uh, and the kind of the, the rest is history, and we'll no doubt unpack some of that. But 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 ha- having you, Leslie, uh, and having Steve was 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 that real catalyst that gave me this sense of oh, I could do it. There might be a way. Oh, oh, and you speak English? Yes. Oh, so you can help the conversations between between myself and the developer? Yes. Oh. And suddenly, I was able to to get involved with that piece. Now, you know, e- equally, and 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 then and then I'll be quiet. Is so. Uh, so my family, we, we've been skiing for a number of years. But then, about two years ago, my my fourteen year old daughter, who was then twelve, said, "I'm, I'm thinking of retiring from skiing." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So uh, we just bought a ski property, and you you, you we're thinking of retiring from skiing. Um, and, and so that that was definitely the learning for me was probably spending a bit more time with the family really looking at how do we get to that right location, um, which, which, again, we'll probably touch on, on, on at some point. But but the good news is, to finish that story, was my 14-year-old, she's now 14, she did actually ski this Christmas, which is amazing news. We actually brought a friend with us. And, of course, having our own property just felt it like a bit easier to be able to bring bring another guest with us. And so we brought our cousin with us, which, which helped significantly. So, yeah, so that, that was really my motivation. It was probably... A, a lot deeper motivation than you were probably thinking, uh, but very much for me, as I say, it was a, it was a life changing activity that uh, has been a really positive experience. Yeah, and that's amazing to know. And I think as well, skiing can be a very not just literally a seasonal thing because clearly snow is seasonal, but actually as a family, it can be. You go through different seasons in your life, and I think with children and what they don't appreciate at the time is. Once they learn to ski, it's a skill they can come back to. They can move away from it, but they can come back to it. And I think somewhere like where you bought in Vorsini, the fact that it has seasonal activities, so it's not only somewhere you can go to ski. I prefer the Alps in the summer because I'm not a big fan of skiing, saying that quite quietly, but I'm not the biggest fan of skiing. And I think probably I'm going to use that same phrase. I've probably retired from skiing as well, but I came (laughs) to it a lot later. But I think that is the thing. When you have a ski property, if your children decide for a while, just not into skiing anymore because they're going they're going through different things they're enjoying different things by having the property they can come back to it at that point when they feel just as your daughter has when her cousin came up with her has the opportunity to join to enjoy it as a sociable sport as well so you kindly mentioned us in there steve and i alpine property investments why did you choose to come to us in the first place so probably a couple of reasons. I think firstly, I, I'd been exploring a couple of different places. Uh, and whenever you click on certain parts of the, the internet, there was there, there was you and there was an, an, another company who uh, I can't remember. And I had a conversation with them. And I don't, so, sometimes it doesn't necessarily click. I didn't, it, it just it didn't feel like a warm conversation and not one that I would then want to carry on for, for you know, the whole build period, which is kind of, you know, 18, 24 months sometimes. And then I had a conversation with Steve. And he was just, I was just, if I was writing some words down just, just before the podcast, what, how would I describe uh, Steve? I'd say really, really friendly. Really, I got a sense he just wanted to, he wasn't trying to sell me anything. And that, that was almost a breath of fresh air. He was just like, yeah, let's talk about, you know, what, 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 are, you, what are your things that you want to get out of the property? Here's a couple of things you might want to think about. You know, if you want, I could send you a bit of details around this stuff. 
Um, and let's take it from there. It wasn't pushy at all. Um, and then the next conversation was around, well, do you want to have a look at the sites? And he helped me through, um, helped me through, you know, how to actually get out on site and so forth. So it was just very, you know, very friendly, really knowledgeable. And, and actually having having recently just been kind of listening to a, a number of the podcasts that you've been doing. So I actually just did, I listened to one this morning where you were saying that you, you've kind of almost retired from skiing. And I did think, I was, I was surprised by that, actually. Um but yes, so just a real sense that, that Steve was wanting to help me achieve my purpose as opposed to just make a quick buck. Uh, and, and that for me, from an integrity perspective, is something that I really valued. At this point, I didn't know you. Uh, he just said that, you know, Leslie will be in touch once the sale's gone through and so forth. And, and I think almost what I found was brilliant is as often with, with any sale, you make the sale and you're the best thing since sliced bread until you've signed on the dotted line and then zero you hear nothing but then the great thing is he passes me over to you and you're amazing so in reality you've always been at the end of a phone always been at the end of an email uh, and straight away that relationship developed really quickly of actually you wanted to help me get not only achieve my purpose but actually make sure it was delivering properly not 80 percent, not 85 percent, but everything mm-hmm. um and so yeah i just as i say well, the first time i spoke to both of you or emailed both of you i just got a real sense of warmth friendliness knowledge knowledgeability as well i think i could probably throw most questions at you about the french and swiss alps and you probably would know the answer don't i'm not going to test you but (laughs) i I imagine you probably would know the answer (laughs) and you know that that's so so lovely of you to say so first of all thank you very much but for us that is exactly it the experience we want our clients to have when buying a property in the alps is one where we celebrate them and that process and allow them to enjoy that process, you know, as much as they possibly can. And we we bought our own place, you know, in the Swiss Alps, you know, many, many years ago, and we didn't have that experience. And, you know, the developer and the salesperson seemed to forget that what we were doing was something hugely important to us. And as you intimated right at the start of the conversation, you didn't know the process. You didn't know the bureaucracy, the red tape, the language, etc. And therefore, to have for us to be able to have the privilege of taking a client right from that very first conversation of, I'm thinking I might like to buy a place in the Alps. Some know exactly where they want to be. Some don't know where they want to be. To be able to lead you gently through that process to then get the news that the sale's gone through and then to lead you through that process when you're buying a new build property to the point where you get the keys, we want you to enjoy that process. And I think the reason why we started the process, the podcast, sorry, is because Steve is such a font of knowledge, but he kind of hides his 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 light under a bushel very much. And I wanted to get that that knowledge much more widely spread. So I'm so glad that you felt that in him that he had he was a safe pair of hands who wanted to impart the right information to you to help you to come to the right decision. So that is brilliant. So why Vaugeny? Why did you choose Vaugeny and has it lived up to expectation? So why Vaugeny? Um, clearly, I love the big cable car, as you can see in, in the background picture. <laughs> um, Perfectly placed camera. 
It beautifully, yes. It's that, it's that constant reminder every time I'm on a Zoom call of uh, actually, yeah, I've, I could go out there sometime. Um, so what, why fortunately? Uh, I think for me, a number of reasons. One, I, I wanted somewhere that was attached to a fairly big ski domain. Uh, so fortunately, uh, it's attached to Arc d'Huez. So you've got, I don't know, 250 odd kilometres. So, so it kind of ticked that box. But I also wanted somewhere that was a little bit quieter. I once had a conversation with, with somebody, and of course, th- this is probably four or five years ago. So my, my kids would have been kind of, kind of nine, thirteen-ish, uh, and a friend of mine said, "You know, would you would you be comfortable sending your sending one of your kids out to go and get the bread in the middle of Abdues?" And I thought, "Ooh, oh, I'm not sure I would." Would you be in the middle of Vosgeny? I was like, "Yeah, of course I would." Yeah, it's kind of it's, it's almost like being part of a family family environment. Um, and so for me, that 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 was a, that was a critical part of it as well. There, there was a, a financial sense in that it, it's certainly cheaper to buy there than than Abduez. And certainly on one of the previous podcasts, I know Steve very beautifully talks about all the different kind of cost per square meter. Unfortunately, is is at the lower end of that stuff. Um, so that kind of fit my budget and meant I could go for something a little bit bigger than than perhaps if we'd gone to uh, Abduez. Um, but then the other thing was the amenities. So it kind of links to what you, you said as well, Leslie, around not always, not just being about skiing. And so first of all, you've got in the summer, there's mountain biking. I'm off there with a couple of guys actually in, in the first week of July, just to, just to spend a couple of days on a mountain bike. And the beauty on a mountain bike in the Alps is you don't have to pedal uphill. Yeah. The lifts do it all for you. Absolutely. Um, but also within the resort as well. So it's a tiny resort. I don't know how many beds there are, but it can't be that many. And there's not really that much new build activity. So it's, it's, it probably is going to stay fairly, fairly small. But you've got that immediate link, six minutes, and you're linked in to Alpduez at 2,000 metres. And you know, another six minutes, you're linked in at 2,800 metres, which actually means your link into Alpduez can be between 28 and 2,700 metres, which is fairly so snow secure. Yeah. So there's, there's that kind of tick box as well. But but the actual facilities of Vosgeny, you know, it, it's almost a bit bizarre. You look at it and go, how could this be possible? You've got a swimming pool. You've There's three spas, with a couple with the hotels, one municipal. Um, there's a spa in the actual resort that I bought into as well. But there's, there's a professional ice rink, and they do a professional ice show every summer, every Christmas. Sorry, we've been to there the last two. It's amazing. This is like world-class ice skating in a tiny little resort called Vosgeny. Um, and, and you've got bowling. You've got, you've got swimming. You've got even slides within the swimming pool. You've got tennis courts for the summer. You've got a, a whole load of activities. So it ticked all those boxes. And then the last box, which is a – a kind of a hope tick, which is at some point, the French have been talking about it for 30 years, but there is talk of, you know, Alpe d'Huez linking up with Le Dizel, yeah. which suddenly you've got 250 kilometres and another each 250 kilometres. Suddenly it becomes a really world-class resort. And then there is talk again, this is probably outside of my lifetime, I imagine, is, is moving into Les Bells as well, another 300 kilometres. So you could either drive to those other places uh, or there may well be a link at some stage. So there is potential for some investment growth on, on that side as well. I think the, the one the one downside, I would say, is because it's at 12.50, it does mean a lot of the time you haven't got snow. So we were there before Christmas and, and there was snow, but I looked on the webcams. In fact, my daughter came in. She loves looking at the webcam. She came in last night and said, Daddy, there's no snow in Vosgeny. I'm thinking, <gasps> and then actually what she meant was there's no snow in the village, yeah. actually on the resort. I, I looked in the webcams, even in the Montfrey and all the way in Alpduez, all, all, all snow looking very good. But um, but it, but in the village itself, the snow has melted. Now, there, there will no doubt be some more at some stage, 
But that is that's probably my only disadvantage around that piece. Um, and you know, there is a bit of a walk to to, to the to the ski slopes. But then, to be honest, you've got so many of the other activities. I think personally, and, and you know, your, your podcast talk about this really well is you almost need that list of things. What what are the must haves? Yeah. Versus what are the ones that are actually I could cope with that? Because for me, having a resort I can use in the summer, having good facilities actually out, it trumps actually being able to put my skis on out, out outside the door for me. So, so has it lived up to expectations? Yes, and more. In in fact, I was out there for a long weekend with a couple of guys in January and it, I, I almost had a tear in my eyes I was locking up the apartment because it was like oh, I'm not going to be here till the summer and, and actually I just love being here and you know the balcony overlooks there's a beautiful waterfall you've always got the sound of the waterfall and it's just it, it's just beautiful so yeah no I, I, I can't fault it and I think you know absolute kudos to to Steve for helping me get to helping me find that place that is as I call it it's, it's like a backdoor ski resort that became affordable and provides pretty much everything everything we need. And also, by the sounds of it, the fact that you said, you know, you were there for a weekend, you're going out with male friends, you know, in the summer, it's enhanced your your social life, the social aspects that you get to enjoy being in the outdoors, being somewhere beautiful, having access to a massive ski domain and in the summer, a, a massive cycle domain and everything else all rolled into one. So you don't have to think about mm, where are we going to stay? You've got that already covered. Yeah. And you, you know, there's something nice about going back to your own place. Now, equally, you know, this isn't for everyone. Some people love a bit of change and, and they love things that are different. And that's not for them if that's the case. But for me, I, I, I love you. I just open the door and it's like going home. You can just open the door, plonk yourself down because it's a, because it's a managed department. Therefore, it means whenever I turn up, you know, my parents have a place in Switzerland. We have to make your bed. I hate that. There's nothing worse than getting there for a long journey. Because if you own a property, you tend to arrive at stupid times to get cheap tickets on flights or the tunnel. So you often end up there kind of middle of the night. The last thing you want to do is make your bed. So it's yeah. nice. You just walk, you open the door. It's all heated. The beds are made. And you can just literally just put your head on the pillow, fall asleep, wake up the following day, open the curtains and go, oh, this is, this is home. And you know where everything is. You know yes. what draw the cutlery's in and where the beer glasses are and how much capacity you've got in your fridge and your freezer, except and that's what I've always appreciated yes. is the fact when when it's your place, you know where everything is, you know what you've got basically. And you, well, you don't need to take a lot of the stuff you don't need to take out there. So when I when I fly it with the guys, they're like Oh, how are we going to fit everything into like a carry-on case? I'm like, oh, I'm all right. You know, boots are out there, helmets out there, kits out there. All I need is literally a couple of pairs of underwear and that's a toothbrush and that's it. Yeah. So again, it does make a big difference. You can leave food out there, which especially with, with, with the price of food going through the roof at the moment, being able to either take stuff with you if I drive out there or just leave stuff out there in a cave just makes a massive difference. Because again, you know, you've got the first one or two meals ready for you to, to go and make. Exactly. So you mentioned it then. I'm going to ask the question directly. How do you usually get to the apartment? So it, it's a mix. So if we go as a family, we have normally we normally drive. Uh, we live in Kent, so we're only 40 minutes to the tunnel. So, so for us, it works. We could probably do it 12 to 13 hours door to door. Uh, this Christmas, we went two weeks before Christmas. We did it slightly differently, actually. Uh, and that was only because um, we, we take our dog with us. We've got a little uh, Havanese dog called Teddy who absolutely adores the snow. So I, I actually drove out with him and the girls decided to fly out. And, you know, Leon's 
one hour 45 on a good run. So I just drop, drop, drove in and picked them up and so forth. If I go for a long weekend, I'll, I'll go to Leon. There is Grenoble. The problem with Grenoble is you tend to have to fly, have to fly bang in on a Saturday and going out on a Saturday, whereas we normally fly in on a Saturday and out on a Tuesday or Wednesday. So it can be quite difficult to do that. And higher cars can be not quite straightforward. So we personally, we've just found, let's say, Gatwick, EasyJet, straight into Leon. I mean, you wouldn't believe it. The, the last weekend we were there, 25 quid each way <laughs> on EasyJet, and it, and, it, and it was brilliant. So that works really well. But equally, when I go with the family, we tend to like to take the car, you know, we put the snow tyres on so you know yeah. you don't have to faff around with chains and you've got everything there. And, and also, let's face it, when you hire a car, you don't normally hire the same quality of car as you've got at home. So we've got a lovely car and I kind of think I'd rather have that down there because some of the times we do want to drive around. You know, yeah. if we do want to drive to a different resort or we want to, there's a lovely place in Ozan for lunch. It's lovely just to take the car and drive down there. So, yeah, we drive we drive most of the time. And if it's it, it, less than a week, we would try to fly. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely perfect. So have you visited other ski villages, other ski domains whilst you've you've been there? Well, do you know what? Every year I say we are going to do it. And and every year I've not not yet done it. I, I, I promise that we're there for four days of mountain biking in the summer. So I have said to the guys, we'll do, we'll do three days, well, two or three days in outdoors. And then there is actually a bus I see now that can drop us down or, or just we're, we're driving down with the bikes anyway. So we we're, I think we're going to at least do a day in laid us out just 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 to test out something different i I think the difference is because there's so many you know it's 250 kilometers if you're only there for a long weekend it's almost plenty to keep you going i think if you're there for a couple of weeks then i think that you probably might want to visit one or two other places but again the snow changes and so the result so the runs change so what you know one minute a black will be closed the next minute it'll be open it's like oh we've got a new run haven't tried that one so there is quite a lot of variety which is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So I've spoken on a previous episode about the fact that, you know, I've essentially retired, at least semi-retired from skiing. Um, and so for me, it's really important all the other things that I can do as, as the non-skiing member of the family. And you've just spoken about your daughter retired, possibly dipping back in again. When it comes to those members of the family who are not so keen on skiing, do you feel that there is plenty for them to do to keep them fully motivated and activated, active when they go to the resort? There, there is, although I don't know how whether you have children or what ages they are, but active holidays for a kid is... Where's my iPad? It's literally staring at an iPad in a room. They have a lovely balcony, a lovely lounge overlooking a waterfall, and they'll sit on an iPad watching that. Um, but but that aside, is there something? Yes, there is. I mean, that that's one of the reasons I, I love Bushney. So you you got not only things like snowshoeing and walking, and because we take the dog there, there's there's a free lift up to the the, the local ski resort. So they often take Teddy up on that lift. Uh, and there's, there, there's kind of groomed trails. There's some groomed trails at the top of our pet and another part, uh, the, the first lift out of, of it as well. So th- there's lots of stuff there, but you've got the, you can do ice skating during the day. There's bowling. There's, uh, there's a cinema as well. Uh, although they tend to be putting more things in French than English. So, and, and only occasionally they hit the subtitle button. Uh, but, but again, we've been to the cinema a couple of times. And actually, as long as it's a film that you kind of know what the plot would be, Watching it in a different language is quite good because you, you you notice a lot more what's actually going on in the cinematography rather because you can't understand the, the words. Um, yeah. But also there's, you know, there's creperies, there's restaurants, there's pizza places, boulard. So there's lots of other things. And actually a, a, there was a new hotel 
um the, the v hotel started there i guess probably three or four years ago which is beautiful it's a real high-end hotel with its own spa in fact this uh vicky and i my, my wife went for a spa day in the morning although i would say note to listeners don't do a spa day in the morning and then ski in the afternoon because my skiing was atrocious you're almost so relaxed because we'd had a massage and sat in the pool and there's sort of and stuff and then i put my skis on i was like just went to jelly <laughs> so listeners please now do it the other way around ski in the morning yes. and then go to the spa in the afternoon absolutely that will be uh, i think that'll be perfection so as somebody who has gone through the process of purchasing a property you know, in the French Alps, what advice would you offer to people who are at the start of that journey? I think probably a couple of bits of advice. Firstly, it's really important to find somebody that you can can work with and can help you. And me, I would absolutely recommend Stephen Leslie, purely because they're just, they, they, they've got the knowledge, they understand the resorts. I mean, if you listen to some of the early podcasts with, with, that, that Steve does on the different resorts, as I said, what he doesn't know about a resort clearly isn't worth knowing. He can even pronounce them as well, which is quite frustrating. Um, <laughs> and, and so, so I think having somebody that can really understand your needs is is really important. But, but I think for me, actually, so that's part of the process. But the bit that I really, really valued above that was actually having someone like Leslie that can really help through the process. Because in reality, you know, the, the contracts come through in French. Now, I don't know whether I should be demanding them in English or not. So a simple should you know, d- email to you, Leslie, will be, actually, I've got this in French. Can I demand French? And you would say, well, actually, yes, you could do, but it will cost you this much money. I'd recommend you do it through Google Translate. It's like, oh, yeah. Uh, prior to prior to, to a conversation with you, I'd never really clocked Google Translate can translate a whole contract, like a 50-page contract. At the click of a button, it translates it. Again, little snippets like that can be really, really valuable. Um, and then specific things to look for in the contract. Um, and so, and again, you know, it's not so much that you're providing advice per se, because I imagine you're probably not regulated to no. do that. But actually, it's yeah, we, we would recommend look at these parts of the contract, and you know, those are the ones to take a peek at. If you if you're unsure, have a contract, you know, have a conversation. And hit, hit, let me introduce you to a notary, or let me introduce you to to uh, to somebody who can help you with the financing as well. Because equally, French banks can be quite challenging. Yeah. Um, and you know, I personally sometimes I, I do something I've never done. I hate the idea of having to use a broker for a mortgage, but I had to use a broker. Um, and actually, the, the broker was the same w- w- was brilliant just as Leslie was brilliant in in the sense that he was he was there he was there with me on the day when I signed the document in, in France you tend to sign it actually in person with a pen which was quite weird I don't know whether that's still the case post covid um but again having somebody that can explain the different bits and pieces to you was critical and then I think equally I mean Leslie talked about it, it kind of you know helping me through to the stage of getting the key turned when I got there but actually the the process and I think this is where the the, the additional value comes in is that unless you've changed then actually the bit that is really valuable is actually once you've got into the property that's often where a lot of the challenges come because here's what you bought here's what's been delivered you're like oh there's 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 kind of a gap there's things missing or hold on a minute that's not quite working or why is there water there or why is this not working here and and firstly just having 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 you leslie to go actually don't don't panic this is this is fairly normal so it's kind of you know the work through make a list take photos again all the things that I would now look at it and go, well, that's fairly obvious. But it wasn't obvious to me because, as you mentioned, this is the first time I'm doing it. I don't yeah. know what I'm doing, buying a property in a different country. So having having you that's done it now probably hundreds, if not thousands of times for your clients, you know the little things to look for. You know the things to check. Um, and you know, the, you know the right people to help you, whether it's within the developer itself 
or, or whether it's within the notaire or, or, or whatever, you've got the contacts to be able to, to help. And I've had many an email. Uh, well, Leslie has had many an email from me late at night when I'm like, how do I do this? I'm stuck. You know, I can't seem to get progress on, on, on this or that. Can you help me? And either you would give me a different way of looking at it, perhaps a bit more curiosity, or you'd say, actually, let, let me let me help you with that. Let me escalate that for you. So all of that process was absolutely critical. Um, and so, so for me, I would say, yes, clearly you could go direct to a developer, but my absolutely really strong advice would be, unless you've done it a thousand times before, go to someone like Alpine Property Investments, Leslie and Steve, because they will absolutely hold your hand and take you through that. And I say, one of the reasons I want, wanted to share it on this podcast is because I, I want people to experience what I've had the experience of. You know, there's been ups and downs, as Leslie will know, there's been times of frustration, but actually that that's part of the process. And having somebody that can help you support you through that is absolutely critical. So, you know, Steve will help you locate where the right place to, to actually buy is. Leslie can then take it forward and actually bring it bring it onto the ground into reality um and effectively so yeah so i, I, would, I couldn't recommend you guys more strongly i really appreciate that thank you very much and yes when you're buying a new build property you know snagging is always part of the process being able to understand that you need to be able to identify those areas that the developer or the contractor needs to go back to. I certainly feel it's important to take clients through that process so that they know it is normal, but also those issues will be addressed. And what COVID has done and has changed um, since you bought Jewels is the French now have a process where you can actually sign everything virtually. So you don't have to go and see um, a public notary, you know, in the UK. You don't have to fly out to France um, or to Switzerland to sign on the dotted line. You can do all of that virtually. That as has happened as a result of COVID, and it does make life so, so much easier. Thank you for everything that you said there. That is the experience we want clients to have, to be able to feel as though not that the, the process is going to be perfect because it would be misleading to say right from beginning to end, you are not going to experience, you know, any issues at all because there's always going to be issues when you're buying a property anywhere. But to know that you have got somebody who is going to help you through that because as you said, we've gone through this so many times and we have the network, we have the bilingual notaries, we have the mortgage brokers, we have the currency brokers, we can help you know, with regards to furniture packages, et cetera, et cetera. Now, before we end, I know that you are now doing something um, really, really exciting. And I'd love to give you the opportunity to talk about the course and to talk about what you are doing. So please share a little bit more on that. Thank you, Leslie. Yeah. So so as I said, part of my kind of journey back from some challenges I, I was facing, some, some bad habits that were kind of overruling my life at the time, Partly was a property, but then it got got me involved with an addiction recovery charity, and then I actually wrote my own course called the Twenty Eight Day Reset Challenge. And what this is, it, what I realised as I was going through my own processes, there's, there's effectively three reasons that that hold most people back in life, and one of them is either their mind is becoming their worst enemy as opposed to their best friend. Number two is they haven't necessarily got a sense of purpose or desire. Uh, for me, that that first sense of purpose and passion was actually was actually this this apartment in in, in And then thirdly is that sense that 
you know, we all have stuff in our past and we have a choice of what we do with that. We either stick it in the backpack of life and it just kind of holds us back or we use it to propel us forward and go, well, I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen to me again. But even better, I want to make sure that that doesn't happen to anyone else. And that was really where my kind of epiphany came. And so I ended up writing writing the, the, the 28 Day Reset Challenge, which is really all around looking at how to make your mind your best friend, how to get that sense of passion and purpose for what you want to do in life and, and using your past, getting over your past. And that, that you know, that that can be a challenging stage because some of the time we have to forgive people. doesn't mean we, 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 we say what they've done is right, but we have to let that go. We have to forgive people and sometimes make amends for the stuff that we've done. And then it works on rebuilding the relationships that perhaps we've let fall apart when perhaps our bad habits or kind of our, our negative focus ha- has got the better of us. So, so yeah, and, and, and if you're interested in, in, in taking a bit more detail around the 28-Day Reset Challenge, you can find it at www.reset-reimagine.com. And the actual landing page for the specific thing is then forward slash the Reset Challenge, all one word. So that's www.reset-reimagine.com forward slash the reset challenge um and i'd, I'd love to uh, spend some time with you i'd be honored to if i could help you on that journey and a, a bit like how leslie start leslie and steve started with their journey they had to go through some pain and some challenge buying their first property i had to do that going through some bad habits and some things that were getting getting in my life and stopping me and holding me back i wanted to help others not have to go through that or to go through it at a much faster pace so they can get out the other side and start living that that purposeful life Amazing. And all those details you've just shared will be in the show notes so that people can easily connect with you. Thank you very much, Jules. I've absolutely loved having the opportunity to revisit some of your your journey to where you are now on having the apartment in Vosgeny and wish you all the very best with everything that is unfolding, both with your new enterprise and also your your memory making, memory building with the apartment as well. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Alpine Property Podcast. If you would like to find out more, please visit our website, Alpine Property Investments, where you can also sign up to our regular email newsletter. If you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, we would love it if you would rate and review it, as this also allows the podcast to be shared more widely too. If you have any questions or comments, please do reach out to us via email. The details, along with our website, can be found in the show notes.